In this episode, we are considering the 118th Psalm, which Jesus quotes in Matthew 21 and Matthew 23. Jesus quotes this psalm in order to help his listeners accept what they were actually rejecting. In our 700 seconds, we are going to explore how to accept instead of reject and do it with gratitude. You're listening to 700 Seconds in a Psalm with Dr. DJ Freemeyer. This is a production of djbiblecoaching.com. Let's turn to today's psalm and dive in. Can you think about a startling question that you've been asked recently? In Matthew 21, Jesus arrives at the temple in Jerusalem right before the Passover and asks a startling question. Jesus asks whether his listeners have never heard the scriptures about the cornerstone that was rejected. This is a startling question for a number of reasons. First, the mention of the cornerstone is in the 118th Psalm, which was sung traditionally during Passover, the very festival that they were about to celebrate. Moreover, the psalm is the last in a section of six psalms that received the title Egyptian Hallel Psalms. The word Hallel means praise, and the reason it's applied to Psalms 113 to 118 is because they are all praise psalms. And the designation Egyptian connects with the Passover and the deliverance of God's people from slavery in Egypt. So the people listening to Jesus would most likely have heard those praise psalms recently, if not in previous years, from celebrating the Passover as they remembered the deliverance from slavery in Egypt. So for Jesus to ask if they're familiar with a passage from the 118th Psalm is startling. Jesus is asking the question to the chief priests and the Pharisees who knew the scriptures and even were the ones who led the liturgy of the Passover celebrations. Surely they had read it, and they might have been more familiar with it than we are. Yet this question by Jesus aims to determine not whether his listeners merely heard what the psalm said about the cornerstone, but whether his listeners had truly pondered it and accepted its message. Perhaps we should be asking ourselves this question as well. Have we truly accepted what Psalm 118 says about the cornerstone? But the message of Psalm 118 is actually a simple one to accept. At the beginning and end of the psalm, hearers are encouraged to give thanks. Well, that's pretty simple, isn't it? This message to give thanks comes in the first and last verses of the psalm. And everything in the middle supports that encouragement by highlighting how God is loving and good. Well, have you experienced God being loving and good in your life? Maybe you've even experienced what the psalmist did, as deliverance came after being surrounded by enemies, after being disciplined, and after being close to death. By the Lord's help, the psalmist has not died. Is that true of you? Have you been close to death, and the Lord kept you from dying? If so, the message is a simple one to accept. God is loving, God is good, so give thanks. And the psalmist moves to the altar to worship the Lord and give thanks. Now in Jerusalem, in order to go to the altar, any worshiper would need to go through the gates. The psalm mentions the desire for the gates to be opened so that the psalmist can enter and praise the Lord. Yet the gate mentioned is not the gate of the temple as we might expect, but rather the gate of righteousness. The Hebrew word used here is tzedek, which is used when someone is in upright relationships with others. Sometimes tzedek in the scriptures 
comes from doing what is right in the relationships. But often, tzedek is an act of God, when God makes those relationships right. The psalmist wants to enter into right relationships and trust that the Lord can open the way for those relationships to be right. It seems like the Lord has already done that for the psalmist. The Lord has saved the psalmist from death, and the Lord has brought discipline for life. Salvation and discipline are the hinges on which the doors to righteousness can swing open. Having received salvation and discipline from the Lord, the psalmist enters Zedek. And as the psalmist enters the righteousness, a quick glance at the structure of the gate brings to mind what is keeping the gate from collapsing. Every gate in that time is strong because of the cornerstone. The cornerstone in ancient structures was the most important stone because it was the first one selected and would determine how straight or solid the structure would be. That is why only the best stone would be chosen for a cornerstone. A cornerstone had to set a straight path for the rest of the stones and bear the weight of whatever was placed upon it. And the psalm mentions a stone that builders rejected. Well, builders would only reject a stone that they deemed weak or wrongly shaped and thus unsuited for setting the course of the structure. Sometimes there are no good stones to choose. Sometimes the best stone is there, but is rejected because the builders failed to see how it is the best one. If we go with the cornerstones of our society or our friends or family, we might miss the cornerstone that God is wanting us to use. In the psalm, the cornerstone that holds up the gates of righteousness is gratitude for what God has given. The reason gratitude is a cornerstone is because it's a blessing from God that enables us to accept more blessings, which can be layered on top of even more. Gratitude helps us to accept each and every day as a blessing that the Lord gives, so that the Lord can build our lives daily with one blessing after another. The psalm mentions rejoicing and being glad in today because the Lord has made it. The Lord has built this day for us. Such rejoicing is impossible without gratitude as the cornerstone. Gratitude for what God has given is such a simple thing, and yet often it is rejected. We can easily look at what our lives could be like, or the heights we could be reaching, or what we might be missing, and reject gratitude. If you have ever gone to a city with tall buildings, it's easy to be a tourist who looks up at the peak of the building and never look at the foundation. We can do that for our lives too, where we're looking for what is beyond our reach or what we want our lives to be like without being grateful for what God has already given. And thus we reject what God offers to make our lives solid. That is what Jesus is communicating to his hearers. And the religious leaders knew he was speaking primarily to them. The religious leaders were wanting to gain more blessings, more power, more fame, more prestige, but without accepting what God was already giving. God had already given them Jesus, and they were rejecting that blessing. God gave them Jesus to reverse their shame, to teach them about how to receive righteousness from God. And everyone could have been giving thanks to God that he had come to deliver and help them, but instead they rejected the cornerstone God had given. Jesus acknowledges this rejection from the religious leaders 
And after quoting the 118th Psalm, Jesus indicates what happens to those who reject God's cornerstone. Jesus claims that those who push the cornerstone away will dash themselves to pieces because the cornerstone that God sets is immovable. And Jesus claims that those who ignore the cornerstone and overlook it, position themselves in the place of the cornerstone, will find the cornerstone crushing them. Jesus acknowledges that the religious leaders had done both. Have you pushed away gratitude for what God has given you? Have you ignored what God has given you and overlooked it? Two chapters later in Matthew, this topic returns. After the religious leaders and the people try and overturn the claim of Jesus to be God's cornerstone, Jesus returns to the 118th Psalm by declaring his departure from the city until the people would cry out, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. This declaration comes at the end of the 118th Psalm. In the name of the Lord occurs previously in multiple verses. When the psalmist is praying for success and light during the festival, the psalmist declares that the one who approaches the festival in the name of the Lord should be received with blessing. In fact, any who approach in God's name should be received with gratitude and built into God's holy assembly. Which makes me wonder if there are people who have come in God's name that we have rejected. Who has come in the name of the Lord to our festivals and been rejected? Have we kept people from worshiping God because of how they look, how they talk, how they have acted in the past, or how they have treated us? Or have we received them and blessed them? It is only those who refuse gratitude to God who would refuse a worshiper coming in the name of the Lord. True worshipers gather in the Lord's name and accept each other and praise God together. And this is exactly what Jesus was wanting. Jesus wanted the people to join him in giving thanks for God's goodness and abiding love. But they were unwilling. Perhaps they had never really read the 118th Psalm. Perhaps they had forgotten to accept what God gives and to accept it with gratitude. It is certainly true that they were not applying this psalm because they refused to bless Jesus who came in the name of the Lord. Are we? Have we found ourselves ungrateful for what God has given? If so, we must notice how much God has given us and accept it gratefully. Have we rejected the cornerstone that God is offering to us right now? If so, we must notice what God has given and accept it gratefully. Have we rejected others who have come in the name of the Lord? If so, we must notice whom God has given us and accept them gratefully. In our lives, we have the option to be like the religious leaders and like the people during Jesus' time. And we have the option to reject the cornerstone God has given. My hope and prayer is that we might enter into the gates of righteousness in gratitude, accepting what God has given and blessing those who come in the name of the Lord. Let us hear now a prayer that gives thanks to the Lord for the blessings God has provided. Adonai, we thank you for your mercies, which you have provided for all who fear you. You have listened and continue to listen to our cries for help, for truly it is always better to trust in you than any person, for you are always pure and always good. 
Adonai, it is in your name that we will prevail over any who oppose your glory. For your Son was given and rejected, and yet he has conquered death. Adonai, it is you and your works that will always prevail. Please allow us to walk through your gates of righteousness, so that we may praise you forever. For you have become our salvation. For you, O Lord, are my God, and I will forever praise your name. For you, O Lord, are good, and your mercies endure forever. Amen. In this episode, we have been looking at how God's cornerstone is gratitude for what God has already given. There are often times when we don't feel like being grateful, yet in these times are when we need gratitude the most. It is when our lives lead us to grumbling and complaining that we need to push back and say, I will approach this day in gratitude. If you would like a helpful guide for how to do this when life is filled with discouragement, I encourage you to examine the newly published book, Grumbler's Guide to Thanksgiving by Dustin Crow. The guide is written to those who don't feel like giving thanks and expresses the importance of giving thanks along with tips for how to move from grumbling into thanksgiving. Thanks for joining us for 700 Seconds in the Psalm with Dr. DJ Freemeyer. If you would like to have episodes delivered to you as they are released, then you can subscribe to the channel or at djbiblecoaching.com.